It has come to our attention that some of you are guilty of superstition. Dude, trust us. Winning after an XL pepperoni pie before every game is just a coincidence. Take a breath. And maybe a diabetes test. We're your home for the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're in the KSHB studios in Las Vegas, Series 204, and all along, along or across the Sport Grid platforms. Can we do both? Can we go along Either and or, across? They, they both work? I, I like I like it. I like both. All right, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, glad to be with you. It's a Monday. A couple of big things going on in town. One, Oasis, 4955 South Decatur. The Monday Night Maniacs. Great swag, fun atmosphere for the football game. You'll love it. If you're staying home, you want to feed yourself, wear any football garb over to John Smith Subs 9701. An Why would you try to close their business? <laughs> Why would you plant the seed for someone to walk in there with nothing more than a jock strap on I and didn't clear say the joint? Well, 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 no, they're not going to inspect people's undergarments, Steve. <laughs> what kind of promotional deal was that? I don't know. That could attract some people. My sincere apologies to Larry <laughs> and all our beloved friends. John Smith Subs, 9701 West Flamingo. Again, I'll, let me try this again. Grab some fries. I, it's lunchtime, too. Oh, sorry. You, you, they may want to be eating now. You wear any football stuff over there, you get 20% off. 9701 West Flamingo. Good gravy, man. It's all about visuals. This is, it's radio. It's not a visual medium, but when you throw stuff like that out, people and people are going across the media and looking for a propane truck when you say something like it. You've heard the name Pepper Martin, right? Played for the St. Louis Cardinals in the 40s, 50s. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently a bad, fast man at, at the time. Okay. He did not wear anything under his okay. uniform. I'm out there, Jerry, and I'm <laughs> loving every second of it. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah. He swore it made him faster. Okay. I, I think I would have Make trouble Make him a soprano is what it <laughs> By the way, life is about choices and priorities. Mm-hmm. So we're in the back studio, usually, for hour number one. Then we come into the KSHP main studio. Mm-hmm. So when we come in, I've got, what's today's, today's uh, fragrance is Champagne Toast, by the way. I can smell it. It smells good. Yeah. It's an antibacterial hand spray. So when you, know, you come into the new studio, spray the microphones, the headsets, the phones, and you know, do the things we got to do. I usually spray your microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, hey, do you want me to spray your microphone? Yeah, last time there and was you're an like, accident. You're like, no. no it was, how do you know it was an accident? I could taste it. So your, your rationale is the coffee's more important. Correct. Than, you know that. Than, you yeah. didn't even have to ask that question. So I would politely say to you, move the coffee, idiot. I, I, I need, <laughs> I mean, I need it within the, arm's distance. Well, move the coffee and I can spray your microphone. Okay. We'll we'll try that. I next care time. about you. I, I appreciate that, but we've all, we, we're uh, truncated on time there. Oh, 
throws the well, if it's the caffeine's making you spit big words out like truncated, <laughs> no spray for you. <laughs> uh, uh, quite the weekend. Ryder Cup, 199. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let's uh, just dive into that a little more because we were football centric in the first hour. And we'll be again. Okay, I'm really impressed with Dustin Johnson. Did, his, did you notice his putts? Not hesitating. They had pace to them and they went in the hole. I mean, Scott, right in listen, the hole. Scotty Scheffler. Paired with DeChambeau, he was worth his weight in gold. DeChambeau played really well, played well with Scheffler. DeChambeau plays well as an individual. And then Scheffler stares down John Rahm, who was awesome. Mm-hmm. John Rahm and Sergio Garcia, both of those guys, Ryder Cup monsters. Yeah. And John Rahm was spectacular. But Scotty Scheffler was uh, spectacular across the board. Every U- U.S. guy got a point. Every yeah. guy. Yeah. That's like never happens. Yeah. 199. They needed 14 and a half to take the cup back. I mean, it's a blowout of epic proportions. Yes, Europe walked in there and they, they was it was the biggest road game ever played in sports. They had no fans there. I mean, but they knew what the, what it was walking in there. And hats off to these guys for coming together uh, as a group and a team. Steve Stricker did a great job. Believe me, the coach or the captain gets nowhere near as much credit as he should get. He'll get tons of blame when they lose. Yeah. Paul Azinger, I think, is the best there ever was at this. Paul Azinger knows how to rally a group, and Stricker got it done here. But we talked about this. Tony Finau nailed it. Yeah. Tony Finau, before this thing, said, We don't have the scar tissue. The Woods-Mickelson era. Mm -hmm. These are young guys, not even, probably even near their prime, fearless. I cannot wait to see them in a couple of years across the pond taking on the fans. It was kind of anticlimactic, to be honest with you. So, some takeaways for me. Colin Morikawa, who who played really, really well, right, and at the clinching thing, in in, after the tournament interview, he sounded a lot to me like Tiger Woods. The same pace, the same speech, talked in the same way that the, the, the Tiger would speak. I would listen to him. Next day, he's obviously By the way, that up I don't know if you get a chance to see it. Maybe it's on YouTube. Great interview with Rory McIlroy afterwards. And he's welled up crying. I mean, he, he was an emotional mess. How much he loved it. Said, can't wait to do it again in two years. It's a great event. It's a Monday. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Back in a moment. We are your officials. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. listening to sports grid then there's listening to sports grid you know you're doing it right when friends ask you about the week's matchups the wife is happy and your teenager regards you with quiet awe here's your slippers dead keep listening to the sports grid radio network Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. We're hanging in the KSHP studios in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, 
Follow me at Brian Blessing. Put all the links, all the good stuff out there. Follow him on Twitter at Stevie Slabshop. Also, this he might, time of year, maybe giving you wardrobe advice when you go to a sub shop. I don't know what he's going to do. Stevie Stiffarm. Also, for for your for your football stuff. So I have different Twitter accounts for every sport. I, I have. To, what I have do you have the injury on. stuff on? The yeah, yep, yep. Mm, good stuff. It's a Monday. We're thrilled to be with you. Recapping what was a wild weekend. We got the Monday night game. Eagles Cowboys coming up tonight. And to jumpstart our week, as he so accustomed to doing, and we appreciate his time. Chuck Esposito over at Red Rock Station Casinos, the STN mobile app. Sign up bonus up to 500 potatoes. Hello, Mr. Esposito. How's the weekend from the book's perspective? I'm good, boys. It's uh, good to be on with you as always. It was, uh, you know, a busy weekend. It was uh, it was fun. It was exciting. There were so many different sports going on um, here in Vegas. I think just added to the uh, overall excitement of the weekend. But, man, we really needed that Dolphin, uh, you know, late touchdown to save the day yesterday. I mean, the crowd was hooting and hollering. As soon as the Raiders took that lead where they were covering, um, you could just hear an added buzz in the room. When they kicked that field goal, there was kind of a sigh of relief from our side of the counter, guys. Buddy, prevent defenses. Not only do they prevent you from winning, they certainly prevent teams from covering. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you, you looked at the, the defense that uh, Detroit had with 19 seconds to go, let the Ravens get into field goal range, and teams are kicking, you know, 66-yard field goals now, and the, and the Cardinals actually tried a 68-yarder. Um, and then you look last night in the San Francisco Green Bay game where, you know, we all said it collectively. We were kind of texting back and forth with Jason and Bert and myself and, and Jason Symbol. But, you know, you leave Aaron Rodgers 30-some-odd seconds, and it was just too much time. I think teams almost have to, to rethink how they play the last minute of a game. How about the um, Chargers, you leave Chuck? leave a team too much time, it's, it, it, it ends up you're on the losing end. Well, the Chargers almost did the same thing earlier. They, they left Mahomes time. Right. Yep. Yeah, it happens. Uh, it happens all the time. So um, it's just kind of a, a weird way. It's the way the league is set up now, and and the way there's uh, stoppages, and and the way it works. Although in the Baltimore Detroit game, uh, it clearly looked like they should have had a delay of game prior to the field goal, and you know it would have taken them out of the mix. But uh, hey, it is what it is, and uh, you know it's the way we the way they play. But that late Dolphin cover yesterday really did save the day, guys. Buddy, I love this sport, and it drives me absolutely insane at times. I just want to drive knitting needles through my eardrums. I mean, I mean, I, like the Raiders thing in overtime, Chuck, I said this to Stevie in the first hour. First of all, you got no timeouts left with five minutes to go in a one-score game. How is that even possible? That's You can't do that. But then, oh, at, the, and then at the end, Chuck, why would you, I mean, honestly, you had a, you had a, a missed field goal attempt, returned for a touchdown, at the half of the Jags game. Goofy things happen. Why would you run the clock down to three seconds left in overtime? Why wouldn't you like stop the clock with 12 seconds left in case there's a bad snap, lay on it, snap it again, kick the game, and get out of dodge? I mean, how hard is it to think of the common sense little things that ultimately can make the difference between a win or a loss? And the so common sense things fall through the cracks. Yeah, that's 100% what the Raiders should have done. If... You know, running that third down play, and although it was a knee, but, you know, God forbid there was an injury to a lineman or car or something like that. How do you explain that? I mean, we saw uh, Michigan State do it um, over the weekend that, you know, they took the knee and kicked the field goal uh, against um, Nebraska. But you're supposed to do that on third down because if there is a bad snap, 
you have another play. Had that occurred yesterday, I don't know how, how Gruden explains that off. I really don't at that point because you could have taken the knee on second and moved it to the hash mark that you preferred. So to do it on third made no sense whatsoever. But, hey, we're, uh, we're not the ones paid to make those decisions. They are, and I thought it was a, a horrible coaching decision by not electing to kick the field goal on third down. How about the Chiefs, Chuck? Losing two in a row. Uh, give the Chargers full marks, walking in there, getting the win. You know, the Chiefs, it's a football game. They lost the turnover battle 3 nothing, But the Chargers don't seem like they're scared of anybody. You know, this is the first time, I think, since 2017 um, that the Chiefs were are below 500. Um, they easily could be 0-3. Um, they were lucky to come away with a win week one against the Browns. Uh, you know, if it's not for the punter kind of bobbling the ball and making that bad decision, more than likely the Chiefs are 0-3. That offense is still really, really good, but it doesn't appear to be quite as dynamic as it was. And defensively, they have trouble stopping teams. Um, so, I mean, and I said it before the season started that I thought the gap between the Bills and the Chiefs was much closer than any team else in the Bills division to them, and I'm sticking with that. And I'm not so sure the Bills aren't the best team in the AFC right now. I know that they, they lost week one, but, hey, sometimes that happens. But that offense is good. Their defense is good. And, uh, you know, it's not going to be easy for the Chiefs to repeat in the AFC. Well, okay, not, not getting ahead of myself. It's a, it's a good football team, and it's, they're going to have a great season. And they got Houston this week. But in Kansas City, circles the wagons. They could boat race them. But in two weeks, Chuck... The Bills are at Kansas City, and with KC having lost two in a row, I mean, I'm just saying, if the Bills were to win that game, and that, this is not the discount where they have the Raiders in Denver where they are now, but if the Bills were to win that game at Kansas City, in Week 5, that game could be home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They'd have a three-game lead. Yeah, it absolutely could be. I mean, there's the extra week this year, so... You know, anything can happen. And granted, the Bills haven't had the toughest of schedules. No. They've played, you know, this will this will be their third home game in four weeks. Um, you know, their only road game was at Miami. They played at home against Pittsburgh. They were at home yesterday, and they're at home this week against the Texans. So they, they haven't had a difficult schedule. But you're absolutely right. I mean, if they win that game in Kansas City, now if they lose that game sure. in Kansas City, it, it kind of changes everything at that point. But, you know, KC travels to Philadelphia to play against Andy Reid's old team Sunday. So it's not a gimme that they go in there and just, you know, I don't know if Philadelphia can, can score with them and, chain, and trade points. Um, but, hey, the Eagle team that plays the Cowboys tonight could come away with a victory. They had three touchdowns called back against the 49ers. Um, and we'll see how it plays out. But uh, you're right. That Week 5 game could easily be, um, you know, for home field advantage, as I thought yesterday was in the NFC for Tampa and the Rams. Really, really early, only being Week 3. But definitely a statement game by the Rams, guys. Really impressed with the Rams in that game, Chuck. Stafford in that offense looks like it looks like a different guy. You know, the the, the offensive plays are way better than, than what he had to work with in Detroit, and he's he's got some talent around him. Yeah, I mean, you know, we knew in the off season him and and, and Cooper Cup were were hanging out together, and 
and getting there first every day and have you know having breakfast and lunch and talking stuff out and and you had a Van Jefferson in there with Robert Woods and Deshaun Jackson was mighty quiet the first couple of weeks of the season but to have somebody like Jackson who can take the top off the defense and open everything else up underneath um, just gives Matt Stafford another weapon I mean they're really really good guys I don't think their defense has really played up to to par yet. We know they're a Super Bowl caliber defense, um, but uh, this team's good. Uh, I know it's early in the season. They play a really tough division um, with the Cardinals and the 49ers and the Seahawks. So, I mean, they could, you know, kind of trade wins there. But getting that win against Tampa, I thought was really impressive yesterday. I thought Matt Stafford played great. Chuck Esposito, our good friend, gets our week rolling over at Red Rock. All the station properties around town, the STN mobile app. Later in the week, we get the update from Chuck, too, on the last man standing. I mean, the Chiefs lost? I mean, I, we know that that number was plummeting, Stevie. Yeah. I can't wait to get the update on that dealio. Hey, if you're coming in from out of town and you're on the strip, we invite you to go see our buddy. And he'll be in studio with us tomorrow. Tony Neville from Treasure Island at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Great food, great drinks. Beautiful new book over at Treasure Island. We got another segment with Chuck Esposito. Dive into college football, see how the Ryder Cup played out and all the good things in the NASCAR race. What a weekend it was in Vegas. Coming back in a moment. Injury reports and news you can use. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Radio Network. Back with you on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Chuck Esposito's with us from Red Rock. Looking ahead, recapping. What a fun Monday. So much on the docket. Gotta ask you, Chuck, as we get back to our good friend over at Red Rock, was it the weekend we were anticipating with the NASCAR race? An army of people in from out of town. The Raiders with a home game. I mean, occupancy around the valley had to be nuts, and the handle, I'm assuming, was stupefying. Yeah, I think, you know, not only that, but you had, the um, you know, the Knights, too, playing last night, and um, it was. I mean, you, you could just tell that. I mean, it's, uh, it's hard to believe when you look back, you know, a, a decade, and, you know, what, what we have out here now from uh, professional sports and, and what goes on and um, how the mobile app has kind of evolved and guests are at these events and playing in play or, or pregame. It's, it's definitely a, a, a win-win for us guys. Do you notice that, Chuck? I mean, specifically, um, let's say, okay, we've had a couple of Raiders games at Allegiant now, uh, an event like that, and even, let's say, Golden Knights hockey games. Uh, the in-game component of it on those games for uh, you know for stations with all the properties around the valley is the in-game handle on those games that people are at significantly higher than other games. Yeah, I think so. It's not just necessarily those games. I think overall, such a um, you know uptick in, in growth percentage um, in in-game. Um, but I think when you're at an event like that and you see the Raiders who are a, a favorite in the game. 
and were bet heavily and they trail in a game, um, that you're going to see a lot of action on that. We see it all the time when, you know, a favorite's down and you still think that team can make a run, that the, the prices are so advantageous that that starts to tick up. I mean, you can imagine on a close game like, um, you know, yesterday with the Green Bay-San Francisco game and the lead's changing hands late, um, it, it always kind of signals uh, an uptick in handle across the board for in play. All right, so let me ask you, Philly and Dallas tonight, threes are not part of the equation here. Dallas three and a half, 51 and a half is the number. Do fours appear, Chuck? I don't know, B. I don't think so. Um, you know, we, we've seen some action where they've actually taken the Eagles. Uh, early in the week, we were at four, and they pretty much gobbled that up. And I think as an industry, you, you saw a lot of fours out there that, that kind of went away. Um, you know, Dallas had an impressive win in week two with a little bit extra time off against the Chargers. Uh, Eagles are one and one as well. Could be two and zero. Oh. They had three touchdowns called back against San Francisco. Uh, young quarterback Jalen Hurts has played well. Um, it's kind of a big game. I mean, you look at Washington football team that got beat yesterday. The Giants got beat. That NFC East is kind of up in the up in the air. And uh, you know, the winner of this game um, jumps into first place. So that's actually a big game for these two teams, even though it's only week three. I almost hate to bring this up, Chuck. We we got, we have issues in Chicago. You you, you, you we, we 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 have a lot of issues. You you even kiss his backside here on 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 Bears topics. Well, I just I. I, it is I, what it is. I, I, he knows so much about the NFL and obviously the Bears in particular. I I, I got to ask him, but I on the other hand, I hate to. So Fields has the hand injury at, at the end of the game. Uh, this is questionable right now for uh, for the game this coming week. Uh, Andy Dalton, they're calling week to week on the one hand, but then Nagy said he could be a, a starting quarterback this next week. And then that leaves us also with Nick Foles. So I would say one thing. I, I will I will throw one little thing at you, Chuck. Yeah, it wasn't a great game, and then he gets nicked up. But we had talked about it. You threw the guy into the off the 10-meter platform into the deep end of the pool on the road at Cleveland. I mean, it's not an easy spot for a rookie quarterback. I, I'm not I don't, I'm not panicking about the kid. I mean, that's a tough spot for him. Uh, you know, I'm not either, guys. And I'm not so sure there's a quarterback problem there. I'm kind of convinced there's a coaching problem there. And, it, it, you know, I wanted to give Nagy the benefit of the doubt, but – I just don't understand what he even says anymore. Um, it never seems to make sense from week to week. Um, so non-committal and evasive on just about anything concerning that team that I don't get it. I, I, I just don't get it. I didn't think the play, uh, the the play calling or the design of the game was great to have Fields get success. They continually ran on first down. Um, you know, didn't roll him out much. The offensive line couldn't protect. Um, their defense didn't play bad, but they were in a bad spot the whole game. You know, Nagy is supposed to be this offensive kind of you know genius out of the you know the, the Andy Andy Reid tree and and bring you know innovation and, and imagination to that offense. That offense is just garbage at this point. And you know, you did put a young quarterback in there. I don't think any of the young quarterbacks is ready to play. I think you look at them, they're 1-10. The only win for the rookie quarterbacks is Mac Jones against Zach Wilson. Um, Wilson and Lawrence still lead, I think, are tied for the, the highest number of interceptions. Lawrence has the, the highest percentage of uncatchable balls. 
You know, I know he comes into the league and they talk about the next John Elway, the next Andrew Luck, the next Peyton Manning. He's clearly not there right now. And, you know, the struggles that Dak Wilson has had and the struggles of Mac Jones and Zach Field, they are 1-10, guys. We are going to be rooting for them in every game for the foreseeable future because the guys on the other side of the counter are seeing the exact same thing as we are. These young guys are making mistakes, they're turning the ball over, and they're not ready yet to start in the National Football League. You know, Chug, over the years we would uh, get together with our football parties and say, what games are we going to show on TV? And you try to get the marquee games. I'll tell you, this coming Sunday, bud, the late games, what an afternoon. The NFC West is really, really good. Seattle's at San Francisco, Niners laying 352.5. But how about Arizona and the Rams 3-0 and uh, hooking up? Rams is a six-point favorite. Total in the game is 55. Uh, we'll learn a lot about Arizona in this spot. This is going to be a good game. We will. You know, they've averaged over 400 yards um, their first three games. So it could be a track meet. You know, do the Rams, can they get back up again after that impressive win against Tampa? Um, the Cardinals definitely have scored some points, guys. That offense is fun to watch, um, but every game that they're in appears to be kind of that track meet going up and down the field, um, so we'll see about that. I think it's a huge game for Seattle. I mean, they've lost two in a row. They let the game get away against Tennessee at home. Um, they were in command early of that game against Minnesota and lost. Um, you know, they, they still can't protect Russ all that well. Defensively, they're not as good as I, as I think the Niners and Rams are, so it's a big game there. And then you've got the Ravens who are playing their third road game of the season already, are 2-1 and one now against Denver, who's 3-0. and oh, But I think you look at who Denver's beaten. I think it's Giants, Jets, and, and, and Jags, or Giants, Jets, and Falcons. I mean, they've had a, a really easy road so far. Lose K.J. Hamler yesterday, so they'll be without Judy and Hamler uh, against the Raven team again that's uh, been road warriors early in the season. Hey, college football, Chuck, coming up this weekend. Uh, Tony Neville be in studio with us. I mean, he's an Arkansas guy. He's got to be just drooling and excited. Arkansas gets the win over uh, Texas A&M. But Arkansas and Georgia, uh, it's fun to get some new teams involved on the big stage. It really is, guys. I think you look at the way Arkansas has played, um, look at the way that Cincinnati has played. It is fun to watch those, uh, those schools that maybe haven't been in the conversation. And I think this year it appears... You know, Wake Forest is 4-0. Um, that there's a lot more, you know, parity after maybe the top two, after Georgia and, uh, uh, and Alabama. So it is fun to talk about these schools and kind of anxious to see um, how these schools play this week on the big stage. You look, you know, even that game with, uh, you know, with Alabama and Ole Miss, I mean, that's a really, really good game as well. Um, and uh, uh, I think having these new teams in, it makes it a lot more fun to watch. How about Saturdays, Chuck? Wait till college hoop starts. I mean, the NFL Sunday is awesome, but there's, there's something about Saturday when, when the college hoops kicks in. I mean, literally, your head's on a swivel. There's so much going on. And it's funny you say that, but we've been having that same conversation with a lot of our young you know, traders and, and hub supervisors that uh, you guys really haven't seen anything yet. I mean, this is clearly the calm before the storm, but when you've got you know hockey going on and pro basketball and college basketball with, you know, pro football games, you know, coming up throughout the weekend and, uh, and on Thursday night and college football and everything else on top of that that we're booking that you are absolutely right, B. Uh, you know, if it's moving fast for you guys now, it's not going to slow down at all. 
Um, so you, you have to really have your head on a swivel and be paying attention to all this stuff all the time. Buddy, I'm telling you, the other thing, uh, you'll get a big spike again. It'll You'll start getting a push again on baseball, and nothing like it. Yankees get a sweep over the Red Sox over the weekend, and we'll see how this all plays out. The wild card race in the American League. Yankees in, Red Sox in. Toronto one back, Seattle two back, Oakland three back, Seattle and Oakland about to play each other. The pennant race is going to be good. And I could you imagine if it's the Yankees and Red Sox in the wild card playoff game, the kind of dough that game will generate? Oh, you know, I can't wait for postseason baseball. I'm not a fan of the one game. I've, I've said it be, and, you know, it is one game and anything can happen. I mean, you think about the National League now, and you're right, Red Sox-Yankees will be phenomenal. You think about the National League, and, you know, if everything kind of played out the way it is right now, it's going to be the Dodgers with Scherzer, who hasn't lost there against a team that's now won 16 straight games. There's no team hotter in baseball than the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals historically have played the Dodgers really well in the postseason. You can run Wainwright out there against Scherzer, and hey, I think there's a lot more pressure on the Dodgers in that one game. If they end up being the wild card team, it's gonna be, so I think you'll have a phenomenal handle on that as well. It's gonna I mean, be, the Cardinals are arguably one of the most popular teams, uh, you know, from a fan base in baseball too. Um, so I'm looking forward to both. Um, but if it plays out that way, man, Yankees, Red Sox, hello, Dodgers, Cardinals, that'll be I think great. Have a great handle. Hey, we'll check with you midweek. Can't wait to get the last man standing updates. Chuck Esposito, as always. Thanks, Chuck. Great information. Thanks, buddy. All right, thanks, guys. Have a great week. Coming right back to Vegas in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Your wife SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The Sports Grid Radio Network. Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Steve Slapshot, glad to be with you. Crazy weekend, was it not? Oh, yeah. We, we, we had it all going on. I want to go back to a Ryder Cup for just a second, Brian. I, I kind of got on DeChambeau on Friday uh, over his... Uh, Kind of me comments uh, going into this thing, and then on Sunday afterwards, and I, I forget who who it was who was interviewing him after after this thing is over, but but DeChambeau is, it was all team. It was all you know we this and we that, and 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 the uh, the announcer even asked him you know specifically about his game, and and he wouldn't answer, and he said he talked about how much. Um, Shoffley had helped him in, in, in you know, being paired Scheffler. together. I'm sorry, Scheffler yeah, yeah. Had, had helped him be, being paired together. And, uh, and, and it was all team. And I just, I, I, I had to, uh, to come in here, uh, you know, after kind of roasting him on, on Thursday, Friday uh, about, uh, you know, his ego. And, and, and then uh, yesterday after the tournament's over, you know, stressing team. I thought that was really cool. I think a lot of these guys, young guys, I mean, it's going to be so good. For their careers, and, and some of these guys will take steps forward. Yeah, and I, I think Hovland, Hovland played his lungs yeah. out. Finau, Finau, yeah, 
Finau was really confident. No, it, it was great. It was good theater. Mike Lewis from the Suncoast is kind enough to join us on a Monday. <laughs> I you want to do this. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, well, we want to get the information because Michael's spectacular. But my boy, my good friend, if you've Tucker 66-yarder, if he was going to do that against anybody off the upright and over, I guess it was going to be you guys. The crossbar. What I say? Yeah, the, the crossbar, yeah. Well, the, the one thing, you know, as a Lions fan is uh, nothing phases me. I mean, we have to find a different way to, you know, we, we find different ways to lose pretty much every week. And, you know, why not, uh, you know, we were on the losing end when Tom Dempsey kicked his field goal. So why not uh, be in the record That's book right. to, uh, to Mr. Tucker, who's, you know, an eventual uh, Hall of Fame. Okay, you're, too, you're, a, like. you're a baby. I don't, I don't know if age-wise. I remember. We were, were you around for that one, Mike? No. Who, so, I trivia. Don't, I don't Tom, remember, but I remember I know the answer foot. before you ask the question. Tom Dempsey trivia. When he kicked the 63-yarder, it's, it's kind of easy. What lion took his helmet and threw it like a, a hammer throw <laughs> yeah. about 50 yards the other side of the field? I... I can only speculate. Alex Karras. Alex Karras, yeah. Karras yep. I, I, I had a feeling it was him. Yeah, so, so <laughs> if, if there was a horse was on the field. That, yeah. that was an old Tiger Stadium. Yeah, I know. If there was a horse on the field, he'd have punched it in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Mongo likes cookies. <laughs> uh, but, Mike, you know, I swear, I, my head's on a swivel. I got the mixed channel. I mean, I'm watching all this stuff. It fell through the cracks until you told me this morning that Chuck Esposito was talking about it, too. The delay game thing, I didn't even know about that. So at least you're going to get a letter of apology from the league. Yeah, and, you know, they're probably going to get a nice frame for it, too, put it up in the locker room. You know, I, 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 I've, I've seen plenty of, uh, you know, delay of games that they don't call that, you know, borderline, but... You know, two seconds after the clock hit zero, and I mean, the, even the announcers were just waiting for the the whistle to blow, and it never blew. I mean, it, you know, it, bottom line is, oh, if they do call it, and they back them up five yards, it's too far. It, you know, hail mary in the end zone is probably fifty fifty with Detroit's defensive backfield. But I'm telling you, you watch the league; the Raiders end up winning the game. But what was the pass to Gasecki? That was like fourth and. God knows how long. And Jackson converts a fourth and 17. You know, ultimately Miami didn't win the game, but the, the, the Raiders could have lost the game, giving up a fourth and 20 or whatever it was. And it did indeed cost the Lions giving up the long play like that. I hate the prevent defense. Yeah, they got to come up with a different type of defense in the prevent. You can put a dime package and still play man and just make sure your, your safeties play deep zone that they don't let them behind them. But you, you still got to put someone on them. I mean, these guys are just running free by themselves. Do you feel good about Stafford now with, with the Rams and, and what he's done so far, or is that just kind of a further kick to the groin? <laughs> no, you know, I'm, I'm actually happy for the guy. I mean, he played his heart out in Detroit. He did everything he could. Um, you know, he, he's not one that drafts people, and he's not the one that signs free agents. He, uh, he showed up. He was a gamer. I mean, I've seen him play with uh, busted ribs, a separated shoulder. This guy, he, he came to play every week. And uh, now he's surrounded by, you know, really good receivers, a good offensive line, and uh, a premier defense, something he never had. 
you know, so he, I, I'm happy for him. I, I think he uh, he's playing. People are actually seeing how good he really is. Uh, he was that good with Detroit. He just didn't have anybody around him to help him. You know, the interesting thing about Detroit, Mike, and I'd say this, the Bears laying three hosts in Detroit this week, and they've got the quarterback well, deal going on. But Detroit in that first game didn't show an ounce of quit. They were getting absolutely drilled. And the way they fought back I thought was a good thing. I thought they did a lot of good things against the Packers, uh, and then it gets away from short week. You come in here against the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens made a letdown spot after playing KC. I mean, they're fighting. They're playing hard for the guy, so that's moderately encouraging. But when you keep getting these punches to the gut, you know, when does the deflation aspect of it kick in? Yeah, I mean, it, eventually it will. You know, the the, the tough thing is uh, Detroit doesn't have great success playing out on you know in, on the road. And uh, you know, uh, last week on Monday night, they they did look good in the first half against uh, Green Bay, and then Green Bay finally, uh, you know got in stride and dominated that second half. And uh, Detroit's not going to quit. Their coaching staff isn't going to let them quit. And they have a lot, a lot of young guys. And that's that, I guess that's the encouraging part if you are a Lion fan that, you know, their, their entire defense, I mean, the majority of them are all very young. I mean, they got three rookies starting or uh, playing significant minutes up on the defensive line. So, you know, it, it's growing pains. They're going to learn. Uh, I thought yesterday they played very well for the most part. Uh, you know, but that's what happens when you got young teams. You have to you have to learn how to close out games. I mean, you can take a team like the Chargers. Last year, they probably would have lost two of the first three games this year, but they got that experience, and now they're pulling out victories where last year they were losing close games. Now they're finding ways to win them games. That's one of the big stories. The Chiefs, you know, haven't lost two in a row. How about I just generically throw it at you, get your take. What were some of the bigger stories in your mind for week three? Well, there was there was a, a, a few. I mean, I, I you know, I, I think the, the big thing was, you know, there, there's no one in this league that's going 17-0. and And, you know, people were talking Tampa Bay as a dynasty. And, you know, uh, you just have to go back to last year. They caught fire at the right time, but for the majority of last year, they weren't, you know, world beaters during the regular season. And so, uh, you know, the, the Rams, they're, they're, they're the real deal. I mean, I, you know, the, I think it's going to be Rams, Bucks, Packers fighting for, uh, you know, fighting for the NFC along with whoever, uh, you know, I, the Niners are a game team. We'll find out in Arizona next week how good they really are. Um, but you know, there's, there's just some, some, uh, some good teams out there and there's just some teams that just, they don't have it this year. I mean, you look at, you look at Pittsburgh. I mean, uh, when's the last time Cincinnati walked into Pittsburgh and just basically dominated a game and they basically did yesterday. Uh, I, I like the way the chargers are playing the chargers, yeah. the chargers are learning. As I said, last year, this was a game they would not have won. This year they've they're learning how to win and winning on the road. I mean, two games on the road that they've won that uh, uh, they could have lost and they probably would have if it was last year's games. Uh, and I like I really like your Buffalo Bills. I mean, this team has is the real deal. And the one thing about Buffalo, I think they're they're built for any element. Also, you know, it gets cold, Buffalo can play in it. It's snowing, it's raining, Buffalo can play in it. A lot of these other teams may not be built like that, but Buffalo is one team that uh, you put them in any situation and, the, and they're able to line up and play their game. Hey, listen, Kansas City, 
Uh, they are who they are. They're spectacular. But it's funny, you, you know, you never know. You got to go out and you got to win games. And I'm not putting the cart before the horse, and I'm not discounting numerous other teams in the AFC. But Buffalo, I mentioned this earlier, Buffalo's got Houston this week. They play Kansas City the next week. And, you know, Kansas City may be a cornered rat, and they may kill the Bills. I don't know. But if the Bills ever won that game in two weeks, Mike, they'd have a three-game lead. I mean, in week five, you know, they'd be the, I mean, odds-on favorite to be hosting the AFC championship game. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, you know, we'll see uh, maybe what Tennessee. I mean, it looks like Tennessee could have their way. And Tennessee uh, plays the, Buffalo. Yeah. You're right. Yep. They, and 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 what division they're in. Also, they you know they're going to match up against the AFC South uh, two times against each of them teams. And uh, but the one thing with Tennessee though, they must shore up that defense because that defense has given up uh, uh, a lot of points and a lot of yards. So the one thing Buffalo. Uh, isn't do I mean, their their defense is uh, it's the real deal and uh, Tennessee's defense isn't the real deal yet so you're right I mean Buffalo could have the inside track and right now I mean if you look at all the teams playing in the uh, in the AFC I, I put Buffalo up top. All right, I'm going to be hurting myself here, but it's the kind of guy I am because I love you, Mike. The BT Connected Mobile app. This thing's unbelievable with all the props you guys offer. I'm telling you, it should be an odds-on favorite next week. Will Gronkowski catch a touchdown pass when the Tampa Bay Bucks visit Foxborough? Yeah, you know, I, I, I'd go one step further. Will Gronk throw a touchdown pass to Brady? <laughs> I mean, I, I, oh. I can see that. I can see them two going up to the coach and say, "We have a new plan. We're just going to put it in just for this game." Yeah, Foxborough special. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh, could you imagine that? I just watch out for Gronk. He, he got hit in the back yesterday. Oh, that was and, nasty. And yeah. left, left the field for a while. That thing might stiffen up during the week. No, I, I think. Yeah, good luck keeping him out of this game. All right, no, I get it, I get it. I just, I just kind of have that on my radar. And the AFC, uh, the NFC West, Mike, good division. Seattle comes up a touch short uh, against Minnesota, who was kind of a cornered rat. But we get Arizona and the Rams this weekend. Seattle, San Francisco, uh, a lot will be determined. Well, long way to go, but that NFC West is really good and fun to watch. These games matter. Oh, yeah, th- that division's loaded. I mean, you know, this Arizona team is uh, uh, fun to watch. You know, them and Tampa have scored the most points in the uh, NFL this year, and uh, their defense is playing well too. I mean, they're not they're not giving up a, a ton of points. So, I mean, they're it's going to be a lot of fun watching uh, them two teams go up and down the field. And uh, you know, I think the Niners, even though they lose last night, I think they showed a lot of uh, a lot of grit. And uh, with them marching down the field with Garoppolo, I think maybe, uh, you know, you still think Trey Lance is going to have a package to come in and play sometimes. But, uh, you know, if if Garoppolo can do what he did on that last drive, uh, San Fran could be there at the end. And you you never want to bet against Russell Wilson. It's just a matter of his defense actually having to step up. Our bud Mike Lewis from the Sun Coast. We'll track you down later in the week. Want to get your take on the NHL, see who you like for regular season points, things of that nature. Hockey's back, preseason action. Mike Lewis, an incredible opinion on all sports. We love talking hockey with you, too. Uh, Stop in from out of town. Go see Mike over at the corner of Alton Rampart over at the Suncoast. Michael, thank you, bud. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Great stuff from Mike Lewis. Don't forget the Terribles. 
Raiders game day giveaway. Thousand bucks on the line each and every Raiders game day. Fun fact. Even if the last sport. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Scott Farrell's coming up next on the network. Locally, we got Vegas Hockey Hotline. Our friend Ken Bulky Simbin.Vegas with us. Golden Knights had a preseason game last night. Camps open, preseason games all around the NHL. Lots to talk about, Stevie. Finally, talking about guys on frozen water. So that's cool. We're excited about that. How about. Any updates in the last little bit on the injury front? I got some uh, college football news for you, Brian. Uh, For Nevada, wide receiver Elijah Cooks, the Liz Frank foot injury, he's out for the year. What's that? Liz Frank, that's a that's a bad that that's what. um, Never heard of this. No, yes, you did. It's it's the Indianapolis quarterback Wentz. That's what he had. On, on the top of the foot, you, there's some bones oh, in right. there. It, it caused, so anyway. Well, that uh, didn't work out too well for him yesterday. No, no. Elijah Cook's out for the season. And then also for Nevada, safety uh, Tyson Williams with a knee injury out two to three weeks. Uh, for Oregon, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau with the upper body injury. Uh, Mario Cristobal, the head coach there, says in good shape to play on Saturday. By the way, do you see the game, the Oregon game uh, over the weekend? I missed it. They're going for like a you know the two minute drill. They're going uh, from their own twenty, trying to get a field goal. They throw like a thirty five yard pass, and the kid makes a great catch and run. Gets up and spins the ball right at the kid's feet. Throws the flag. Okay. So they get moved back. Now they can't get the field goal. Cristobal slams his headset. Headset. It was like, oh my god. It was like I thought he was going to go Bobby Knight on the kid. Well, it was a little. It was, he deserved it, but it was over the top. I, I'm. I'm. Tired of these kids doing stuff like that myself. Anyway, uh, LSU Orgeron says Miles Brennan expect to be back practicing in about a month. Did he say it or was there closed captioning when he said it? Uh, they may have needed help to get this out <laughs> with Orgeron. And then for the New England Patriots, this just in James White with a hip injury mm-hmm. out indefinitely. That does not help them. No, although it's always been, always been running back by committee. Right, that's true. But he's he knows where the end zone is. He does. That All does right. it, Brian. That's your updates. Follow him on Twitter at Stevie Slapshot. Follow me at Brian Blessing. Tony Neville will be with us in studio tomorrow. Scott Farrell's next on the network. Vegas Hockey Hotline locally, KSHP.com. There is a listen live function. Thanks to our producer, Chris Bavona, back in New York. And we thank you for listening. We'll do it again tomorrow on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Yeah.